Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. South Bend, Indiana, it's the Sports Yak Podcast, brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys gotta look good too. This is Jimmy Shorts, the number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. What doofus would name a podcast after a stupid Tibetan ox? Probably one of these morons. Corey Mann, and maybe it was Chuck Freebie. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. The second K is silent. And that's good. And welcome to another episode of Sports Yak. It's the Monday edition. Yes. Smack dab, almost Chuck Freebie, right in the middle of November. Yes, it is. November the 12th today. Maybe I should save that for Wednesday's episode. That would be closer to smack dab in the middle of <laughs> we're November. S- we're on the precipice of smack dab. That sounds like a new wrestling show. That would be a good wrestling show. Smack dab. You smack somebody and then you dab. And then you dab a little. Mm, that's very relevant. Uh, I enjoyed watching the Chicago Bears play yesterday. Why wouldn't you? You're a Bears fan. But I mean, they've been dull. You know, they're kind of like, okay, they won, but it was like, eh. Yesterday felt like these guys know what they're doing. Look, almost- Except for the special teams. Well, that little Jimmy Neutron kid looked like a 14-year-old with too big of a helmet on. I'm going to say it out loud. What was his name? Cody Parkey. You think he's got a job today? Uh, he probably still has. If Mason Crosby kept a job, Cody Parkey probably still has a job, but I'd be looking over my shoulder, Cody. I like what I saw yesterday. Trubisky, Mac, uh, oh, just everybody. 
Well, Trubisky, 355 yards passing. They shredded the Lions secondary in the first half. Matt Patricia looked like he made some adjustments in the second half, and things got a little bit better. But the Bears are now 6-3. and three. That is their first divisional win, by the way, in their last 10 divisional games. The Lions coach looks like a bear. The Lions coach, not a big fan. No. Matt Patricia, first of all, he went after... He uh, went after a writer in a press conference for not sitting up straight. Okay. All right. Posture. Yeah. Well, you know what, Matt? Maybe you should worry more about your players and how they conduct themselves and the fact that they picked up a major personal foul in the middle of one of the Bears scoring drives, the one where Trubisky capped it with a touchdown run. Maybe Matt Patricia should worry about those things rather than whether reporters are sitting up straight. How many times did Stafford get uh, sacked yesterday? Not sure. I can't remember the quite number. a few. His Monday mornings must just stink. Yeah, well, their oh. their offensive line really hasn't been good since Barry Sanders was there. Why are we playing them? We who's I, we? I play for the Bears, you know. Oh, really? Why are the Bears playing the Lions again in two weeks? Because they're in the same division. That's what you do with divisional foes. It's been that way in the NFL for years. Can't make a change. You can't call somebody. No. So you're saying there's a chance. No. So the Bears, now in the second half of their schedule, will play five out of eight of their divisional foes, and that means they'll play in that stretch. They'll play the Vikings twice, including next Sunday on NBC, and the Lions twice, and then they have one more with Green Bay. Did you get to watch any Colts? I saw just a smidge of the Colts. Andrew Luck continues to throw the ball very, very well. That offensive line, led by Quentin Nelson, has improved dramatically over last year. It's been four straight weeks since they've given up a sack. At the uh, family outing I was a part of yesterday, we were trying to call the big four who's going to make this. And as I said, the Patriots, boy, did they get a spanking yesterday. Yes, they did. Wow. Tennessee took them out behind the woodshed. But I would still, although I'll tell you what, Pittsburgh looked really good last week. Now, sometimes that has to do with who you're playing and Mm -hmm. matchups and things like that. But the Steelers are playing really well, even without Le'Veon Bell. And, of course, Kansas City continues to be the talk of the AFC. Mahomes had, I think, three more touchdown passes yesterday. Let's see here. This came up, and I put it in my notes in my phone yesterday. If you had to choose, want to put them in order, announcers as far as pregame shows. You got, And I'll throw in college game day as well. Well, to me, that's that's the best of the pregame shows, with the exception, of course, of Countdown to Kickoff on WNDU. Uh, but if you're talking about the networks, I really enjoy College Game Day. I think they're very thorough. I think they have the most depth of knowledge, with the exception of Desmond Howard. And I think they do a great job. When you look at the NFL pregame shows, none of them, I really don't like watching any of them. Yeah, there's nothing really to look forward to personality-wise. No. I mean... Terry Bradshaw is a character. Terry Bradshaw plays the lovable goof, but he's not nearly as as dumb as he tries to come off. Uh, I I do like Howie Long. I think he carries himself well, has some good insights on things. The CBS show, I, I can't remember the last time I watched more than five minutes of that. Uh, ESPN, it's okay, but uh, 
To be honest with you, I I try to avoid the Sunday pregame shows if I can. The Sunday night NBC uh, coach Dungy. I, I like Dungy and Rodney Harrison. I, I like that group. Okay. With Mike Tirico, they're all very solid. I watched uh, about a half hour college game day. I kind of enjoyed the look back on their twenty five years. Yeah, that was great. That started. That started at. The Joyce Center with Notre Dame, Florida State back in 93. I thought it was funny that they, uh, who's the original guy? Chris Fowler. That they had to talk their bosses into this idea. When you look at it, it's like, it's kind of genius taking ESPN to the biggest college game of that Saturday and having a crowd behind you and just having a blast. Right, but they they had never done it before. Like he said, they had no idea what to expect when they got out there in that situation. They had never done a show on the road before. It, It takes some development. You ever, like the story, the you, ever, you ever heard the story of why he, he took off? I mean, he's still calling games. Right. But they just, you know, changed the guard. Well, when he took over doing games from Brent Musburger mm-hmm. as the main play-by-play voice, you're doing a three-and-a-half-hour play-by-play gig. Yeah. To put a three-hour show on top of that, especially when your play-by-play gig is at night and that three-hour show starts at 9 a.m., so you probably have to be there by – 7.45, 8 a.m., that's a long day. I don't blame him for saying, I'm not doing this. Haven't I seen Herb Street like somewhere in the morning Herb, and then yes. get on an airplane and go call yeah. a game somewhere else? Yeah. Anything else in the NFL you want to chat about that you liked? Uh, that I liked in the NFL, I thought the Packers were solid yesterday. The, the North continues to surprise me a little bit. I think the Vikings and Packers are better than the way they looked. Uh, the Eagles continue to be a disappointment. Your Eagles. Yeah. Baker Mayfield looked really good for the Browns yesterday. They got a nice win. Saints. And Drew Brees just is on fire right now. The Saints playing as well as anybody in the NFL right now. From the South Bend, Indiana, it's the Sports Yak. Podcast brought to you by BigandTallOutlet.com. This is Jimmy Shorts, the number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. And that's good. Let's talk about Notre Dame and Florida State. You were there. You witnessed the 10-0 happening, the happenstance, if you will. Yes, I did. What was the uh, game day like? When you got on campus over there on Saturday? Well, first of all, it was very cold. Uh, it colder had, than Garth Brooks? Colder than Garth Brooks, not as inclement as Garth Brooks. Okay. So when you don't have the rain and the snow pelting you in the face, uh, that's a plus. But it was colder than it was for Garth. And you could tell right away when the teams came out to warm up, Notre Dame had several players in sleeveless shirts and they had about three players go without any kind of shirt. Meanwhile, Florida State's out there warming up in long underwear and ski masks, and you just kind of got the feeling that the Seminoles really didn't want to be there, and they made two early turnovers, and Notre Dame put 17 on the board almost immediately, and that was the ball game right there. I was pleasantly surprised by your snow angel. Why? You and my wife were both surprised by my snow angel, and I... It just seemed to be something, you know, part of what I'm doing there on that pregame show is is not only being a host, but I'm surrounded by young, talented people, but they're young and kind of out of the gate first timers. Right. And yeah. just trying to get them to relax and build their confidence a little bit. And uh, 
I thought one way to maybe get everybody on the whole crew to relax was just, hey, there's some snow over there. The old man's going to go make snow angel. It just surprised me. I mean, I, I can see you do that, but at the same time I thought, wow, Chuck, that's uh, being adventurous. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it, perhaps I don't know why anybody would think I'm dignified, but uh, maybe they thought that was below my dignity. I don't know. But it Well, you just, do hold yourself in a high regard, and I, others do as well. I, I don't hold myself in high regard, but uh, I'm glad others do. Agree to disagree. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> if you want to see that snow angel at 46 Sports. It's quite a uh, quite a boomerang. That was uh, Mr. Wilcox's phone. I was going to say, any, any yeah. credit for that? <laughs> yeah, that was Mr. Wilcox with the boomerang phone. So Brandon Winbush, and the news is already out that, um, hey, thanks for playing. We're going to go back to Ian Book here on the next game. And, and Winbush himself, I mean, he has handled this so well. I mean, for a college senior, he has handled this better than many of the players in the NFL do when they get demoted. That's what I liked about him watching him was, this isn't a pouty kid no he did what he was called to do he came out and he said my teammates are counting on me tonight i'm gonna play to the best of my ability he still made some mistakes that happens uh and then after the game he you know he admitted yeah it was not fun getting demoted from starter to the bench but ian has shown that he's earned it and i support him and we're teammates and i'm gonna do whatever i can to help him out knowing that i have to be ready just in case anything happens to him could you feel any of the emotional weight of seniors playing their last game in the stadium? Do you get a vibe of that watching it all or being down on the sidelines during your before your before your deal, just kind of their walkthroughs and whatnot? Uh, this is a pretty even keel group. And I, I think senior day being two weeks before the even the regular season ends, and this team certainly with playoff aspirations, yes, it's your last time through the tunnel with the gold helmet on, but they're not thinking about that. They're thinking we need a win so that we can keep our playoff dreams alive. So I don't. I think that squelched some of the emotion and drama. Now, if you're a seven and four, you know, if you're seven and three, and okay, we're going to a bowl game, but this is the last time. I, yes, there's a different thought process that goes on there. This team still has many of its goals still in front of it. I didn't get a chance to look at the uh, meaningless poll. Any shakeups at all? Nothing big. Syracuse is now number 12 in that poll, and that's next week's foe for the Fighting Irish. So there's something to keep an eye on. Okay. Uh, the fact that they're at, Syracuse is a very good offensive team. The only question mark about the Orange would be the defense. So you would expect Notre Dame to be able to rack up some points. Can Notre Dame's defense squelch Syracuse enough. Remember, this is a Syracuse team that came as close as anybody to beating Clemson this year. Had them on the ropes down in Death Valley, and a late Clemson touchdown gave the Tigers a four-point win. Where do you put the field at the st- the baseball stadium? How does it fit? Do you know? At Yankee Stadium? Yeah. I would imagine it goes right out to center field. Just starts at home plate and kind of heads that way? Yeah. Mm. Does the baseball play on a... Um like a football does, surface. a crown surface? Uh, it's crowned, but not nearly as much as a football field is. So if they get a lot of rain or something like that, there there could be some puddling up. Game time. 2.30 on Saturday afternoon, and countdown to kickoff on WNDU. We'll have a special edition at 2. From so the anchor at, desk? I will be at the desk. Alex Wilcox will be at the big ballpark in the Bronx. Oh, you get to throw it to old Alex. Yeah. All right. I thought the jerseys looked too close to the field color. Here's the biggest problem I had with the jersey, 
And I realize this is selfish media guy, but so be it. And I talked to Paul Burmeister, the radio voice of the Irish at halftime. I said, how are you doing? He goes, this is the worst game ever. Because we're nine floors up. Blue on green is almost unreadable from that height. And you couldn't make out numbers from up there with the naked eye. That was tough. Let's see, what else in the college football world? Indiana gets a win. Indiana gets a win, keeps its bowl hopes alive. Unfortunately for IU, they have to go to Michigan this weekend and take on the Wolverines. But what it does mean is the battle for the old oaken bucket, Indiana and Purdue, will likely decide which team, or if perhaps both teams, wind up being bowl eligible this year. What are the records right now? Purdue is sitting at 5-5. Five and five. Now, they have Wisconsin this week at home. Possibly could beat the Badgers. Okay. If so, they're 6-5, and five and they're, they'll be going to a bowl game. Indiana also sitting at 5-5. Five and five. you got to figure they're going to lose at Michigan. That puts mm-hmm. them 5-6. and six. They would need a win over Purdue to get bowl eligible at 6-6. Six and six. Oh, my. Catch all that stuff this weekend right here, right? Yes, it's going to be a very busy Saturday on Pulse FM. Notre Dame women's basketball plays at 2 o'clock. We'll join Purdue in progress as soon as the Irish are done, and then IU and Michigan kick off at 4 on 103.1. Oh, I'm also supposed to remind you to keep Bob's post game really short. <laughs> yes, yep. Well, you as you and I... for that meeting when you have that? No, because as you and I talked about, if post game doesn't have any radio sponsors, then we can wrap it up. Wrap it up, and he can do post game as long as he wants on the internet. And you can also say, "Hey, he did give me an extra five minutes on the front end." Let's talk college basketball. Ball, oh Nelly! Did he call basketball or was it football? He, he did, but he's more known for football. So I was a little surprised that you went to that voice for basketball. Uh, let's see your Irish play this week. Irish play Radford Wednesday night at Purcell Pavilion. Another one of those games, like eh. yeah, uh, William and Mary. But great to have that at the front end of the deal to get they, these kids to. As we've discussed before, they need this. Yeah. This is a young team, and they need to build some confidence. The big college game this week is probably Indiana taking on Marquette Wednesday night, a game you can hear on 103.1 FM at 8.30. That's part of the Dave Gavitt Classic. And Marquette will give Indiana its first real test of the season so far. Purdue had a good test from Ball State on Saturday night, wound up winning that one by 9, 78-69. Remember, Cardinals came up to the Joyce Center last year and beat Notre Dame when they had both Colson and Farrell healthy. So that was a good win for Purdue on Saturday night. Who am I watching on Indiana that's a superstar? Well, Romeo Langford, the last year's Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana. And then a young guy here locally uh, for Indiana. Demise Anderson from Demise. South Bend Riley. Okay, I'm keep an eye on those guys. Yes. The women play tonight. We're taping Monday's episode right now. The women play tonight against Penn. Pennsylvania. Right, not Penn High School. No. Although Penn High School ranks seventh, so, you know, they're not bad. But um, <laughs> they will lower the banner tonight from the rafters of Purcell Pavilion for the last year's national championship team. Okay. Asked Muffet about that on Countdown to Kickoff Saturday, and she said it'll be a, a joyful memory, and, you know, she'll always look on back on that team fondly, but trying desperately to put that in the rearview mirror and think ahead for what this team is doing. Notre Dame opened on Friday with an easy win over Harvard. Oh, 
Notre Dame's going to have a lot of easy wins. They're a very talented team. And I asked Muffet about her team on uh, Saturday, and she said she thought they played well in the opener. She was pleased with the veterans, the freshmen. Sure, they made some mistakes. They're freshmen. It's their first college game. Of course they're going to make mistakes. But she's overall very pleased. She says, we have a lot of critics in our office, and the, which is good because the assistant coaches, Carol Owens, Beth Cunningham, Neil Ivey, all kind of pick things apart, and they're always looking to improve, and, that, and that's good. Muffet says, I kind of came away from the office meeting wondering if we had won the game. Man, they score quick, too. They're a fast team. Yeah, they ex- 36 points in the third quarter against Harvard. I mean, that's putting it up and in. Getting Big Macs to them crowd right now. <laughs> Almost had the Big Macs by the end of three in that one. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. Yes, I do. Uh, Notre Dame hockey over the weekend. Did they win they uh, everything in Michigan? No, oh, they split. They, split. Uh, they lost on Friday night 2-1, I believe, and then won on Saturday night 6-2. So split on the road is good. Let's talk local high school football. It's a big, well, every weekend's a big weekend as you lead up to the the state championship. You've got the semi-state this weekend. You've chosen Mishawaka and Dwanger. Yes, Bishop Dwanger out of Fort Wayne, which smashed a very good Angola team 40-7 last week. Cavemen survived in the snow at Steel Stadium and won 28-14 over Lowell. Another big rushing performance from Chris Harness, and Sam Shively made the key touchdown pass. His only completion of the night went to Brad Taylor for the game-winning touchdown in the fourth. So the Cavemen looking to get back to the state finals. Bart Curtis took them there a few years ago. I think it was 2015. and uh, But they'll have to contend with a very solid Dwenger team. The, the Tipman brothers run the ball really well, and they've got another Eifert. Remember Tyler Eifert? Sure. Who played at Notre Dame. He's got a younger brother that's a tight end on the team who's very good. So... This is a talented bunch coming into Steel Stadium, which you would expect in the semi-state. Have you been to Steel Stadium this season? Yes, we did the St. Joe Mishawaka game That's there right. a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And uh, you, you covered Bremen this past Friday. They have Eastbrook coming to Bremen, or are they going no, there? Bremen goes to Eastbrook, which will be an interesting challenge. Eastbrook is a team that's built on speed. They play on turf. They like to use an up-tempo offense. Bremen, much bigger than Eastbrook is uh, in terms of their size on the field. So it's a real contrast between the bigger, pounded-out Bremen team and the scatbacks from Eastbrook. Can we look up uh, to Michigan? Where's Edwardsburg at right now? Edwardsburg will play the same team that they lost to in the state finals last year, Grand Rapids Catholic Central in the semi-state. That game will be played at Vicksburg High School in Michigan, Michigan does something a little different than Indiana does. They play their semi-states at neutral sites. Okay. They try to find a high school between the two schools that is willing to host. So Edwardsburg will go to Vicksburg and play Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Edwardsburg probably a slight underdog in that game for the first time all year because they lost to GR Catholic Central last year in the state finals. Cassopolis Won a thriller on Saturday, 23-22 over Monroe-St. Mary's. Came down to a goal line stand, and Monroe-St. Mary's has stopped literally about two inches short of the goal line. Rangers hang on to win it. 
Now they have to take on, I believe it's Madison Heights, and uh, Madison Heights will be favored in that game probably by about a touchdown. That game will be played in Jackson, Michigan. You have about this much time between the football season and basketball season. I have Thanksgiving weekend. That's yeah. what I have. What uh, Are you thinking about basketball already, or are you one of these, I'm going game for game, when I'm done with football, then I will transition my thinking to basketball? I'll have two weeks to prepare for basketball. Now, hopefully hopefully our crew, hopefully somebody is doing production work on the open that needs to be done for basketball. But other than that, uh, I'll worry about basketball when we're done with the semi-state on Friday. When you approach a new season as a broadcaster, do you think of um – are you the type of guy that's like, how do I take, how do I elevate my own, you know, fill in the blank? Or are you so comfortable where you're at that's like, I know what I'm doing, but do you do you think about that at all? There will be an adjustment in pace, and and the adjustment is primarily for our crew and how we get things into game. Football, even a crisp football game that moves along mm-hmm. at the high school level is still two hours and fifteen, two hours and a half. And so, and you have all that dead time between plays that you can fill with your ad reads. Plus, a football game, there's no JV game before a football game. You have all the time in the world to get your interviews recorded and things like that. Most of the time with a basketball game, we're dealing with a situation where there's a JV game or a girls game ahead of us. We have to record the student athlete interviews at halftime, and you have whatever halftime is 10 minutes to get set up, get everybody in place, do the interview, get done, get torn down. Coach interviews, we try to get them when they come out for warm-ups. If we're lucky, you know, maybe there's a place in the building where we can do those coach interviews while the JV game is going on. But it really ramps up the tempo pregame, and then the game moves. A high school basketball game is usually done in an hour 15, hour and a half. And you're Moving along, if you have a lot of ad reads to do during the game, and and this is more Bob's problem than mine, although I have to be aware, if he's got a lot of ad reads, he'll tell me, hey, I got 48 tonight. Well, it's a 32-minute game. So anytime there's a dead ball, I've kind of got to be quiet and let him get the ad read in. I get that. Uh, Do you guys like – do you guys take a camera in the locker room? Do you do any of that kind of stuff? We haven't in the past. I mean, that's a possibility. You have to have enough crew members to do that, quite sure. frankly. I've got an idea to float past you. Are you ready for this? Feel free. A Sports Yak-sponsored new catchphrase of the season. The look on your face right now says maybe. The look on my face right now says no. That sounds like something really, really forced. Forced? Yeah. All right. I was kind of hoping between now and that first game, we come up with a 2018-2019 new catchphrase for you. Something sparkly and fresh where people would be like, now that's Chuck Freebies. Well, apparently people do listen to the show and they do pick up on certain things. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm, I'm coming down as cold as it was on Saturday night. You wanted to hang in that press box as long as possible before sure. coming down for the game. So we get on the elevator with about two minutes left. Come down. You have to come through the stands. And the reason you're doing that is you go right from the field to the press conference in the tunnel. Well, or, you, I come right from the press box to the field to do post game on WNDU. On the, I'm sorry, on the TV show. So coming down through the stands, last play of the game, 
and I look at my phone and I say, oh my gosh, it's 10.59. NBC's going to dump out of this quick. I got to get in the chair. We got to get set up. We got about two minutes here. And as all those thoughts are going through my mind, I hear from the front row of the stands, Sports Jack, 106 points. Now 148 points. And I and I wave to the gentleman and I give him a fist pump to let him know I'm not yes, Sports Jack. In your mind's eye, can you describe the person? Um and if you can't, let me see if I can help you. Go ahead. Kind of girthy big boy such as myself. Yes. Uh, maybe some facial hair. I don't think there was facial hair. Uh, had a female to his side? Couldn't tell. Okay. Bundled up pretty good? Yes. Well, right. everybody in that stadium was bundled, bundled I'm going to go shout out Jay Bird Aquila. Jay Aquila. Could be. Because... Um, Early in the game, let's go 645-ish, he sent me uh, – by the way, he's the one that invited me to the game. We had to, we had to turn her down. He sent me this close to greatness tonight. Well, Muffet, yeah, Muffet's in the picture. I can understand why he he's says that. He's talking about you. Does that feel like that's kind of – do you feel like you could look up and see that guy from where he's at Oh, right sure, yeah. yeah. So I said, And then so, you instruct him to yell – so you prompted this person. Well, for a while, I thought we actually had a listener. I, I no, you just told this person what to yell. I heard from a reliable source yesterday. We have listeners in Elkhart. They're family members, but they are listening. listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a skill. It's you know, a skill. Listening is a skill. Sports Yak. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Did I see this Friday night at 10 o'clock on a scroll? Cubs are thinking about trading Bryant. Would now, I have seen it, that? So here's what happened. And I'm a, I'm a little miffed at Buster only from ESPN, who I have a lot of respect for and I think is a very good baseball writer-slash-reporter. The Cubs said that there are no untouchables in this offseason. Okay. Buster only turns that into a headline that says, Cubs willing to trade Chris Bryant. Well, yeah. I guess, yes, if there are no untouchables, but they didn't come right out and single him out. Yeah, he just picked the most popular player to create a headline. Yes, exactly. So he could pretty much run any headline with any player all weekend to get us all rattled. Rizzo, Zobrist. Yeah, they might as well have just said that. Cubs willing to trade entire franchise. Entire franchise. Despite the fact that you may have seen a scroll over the weekend that the Cubs are willing to trade Bryant... Big and tall outlets on Napanee Street, Elkhart. Majestic Chicago Cubs Gold Series tees. Two players, number 17 and number 44. Be great to see this under the Christmas tree. Bryant and Rizzo. These are cool t-shirts. Starting at 2XT up to 6X. MSRP $40. Big and tall outlet has them for $20. World Series jerseys. Bryant and Rizzo as well. Starting at 2X up to 6X. $99.99. Huge selection of hoodies, whether it be plain, colorful, sports, 
big sale going on. Football jerseys from some of your favorite teams. I'm telling you, if you got a big man in your life, in your family, in your community, no better place to stop than Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart. Amazing sale prices, amazing staff, some of the friendliest people ever. BigandTallOutlet.com as well, because big guys got to look good, too. Get your yak on. 106 points, skins. <laughs> Skinny dipping. That's the fact, yak. The Sports Yak Podcast, wherever you listen or download podcasts. <clears throat> All right, I Speaking of scrolls running across the bottom of the screen, this was this was. Priceless. I heard about this. Sunday. Is this Louisville you're going to yes. tell me about? Louisville, Bobby Petrino, 2-8. and eight. And Saturday after the game, wherever it is, if they they probably have a studio right there at Papa John Stadium. And he records his coach's show. Whatever station is airing it Sunday morning mm-hmm. is airing the Inside Cardinal Football or the Bobby Petrino Show or whatever they want to call it. And they're airing it. And all of a sudden, there's a crawl going across the bottom of the screen while Bobby Petrino is on screen saying, breaking news, Louisville football has fired Bobby Petrino as head coach. (laughs) They should have just gone to black. Yes. Just had that go across and then fade to black. Oh, that's awkward. So now, of course, Purdue fans are very, very nervous because who is one of the favored sons of Louisville, former player? Jeff Brougham the Purdue head coach, Uh, who has shown an ability to rebuild that program. How long has he been in Purdue? Just two years. Two years. And now the fear is that Louisville will go after Brome and try to bring him back to Alma Mater. Is your dad in the military? Yeah, he served in Korea. My father-in-law was in Germany. My father was in Vietnam, and my uncle was an MP. Well, a salute to all of our veterans out there. We yes. thank you for your service. We indeed echo the words of Dan Chapman the other night on Saturday Night Live where he says, never forget, and we will never forget your service to our country. I was pleased that you saluted our own engineer, Mark Pridgen, when he came in the building today. Yeah, he doesn't talk much about being in the Navy, but hey, he served our country, and he learned his craft. He's probably one of the best behind-the-scenes guys that we have here. And yep. he, uh, he's he got a servant heart. Every time I call down there, he comes running to help me out. And He said yeah. he served in the Indian Ocean and in the Mediterranean as well. Learned a lot of uh, learned a lot of technology back then. Let's end with a Bible verse today as we keep our heads screwed on, uh, hopefully the correct way this week. Well, this was a good one. I thought, like, you know, like there are bad Bible verses, but... This was a good one out of Luke chapter 17, verses 3 and 4. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. There you go, your edition Monday style of the Sports Yak. We'll talk again later this week. You've been listening to the Sports Yak podcast. Brought to you by... Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys gotta look good too. Sports Yak. 
part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts, and that's good. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.